guys, welcome back to the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. We're your hosts, Kevin and Aisha Shelton. And we have a special person in the hot seat today. It's hot. It's real estate hot. Is the real estate market hot? Okay. Do you want to talk about real estate? (laughs) Is the seat hot? The seat is not hot, but she is our guest on the show. So that's why it's hot. I think it's only a hot seat with single people. It's not a hot seat with like two guests. Do you know her status? Not not her marital status. She's a person by herself. She's a single individual. <laughs> we normally have two people sitting there. Okay. It's okay. not a hot seat if you have seats. Sorry. Oh. Listen, we, we, we do this thing. We do this thing. This so is a part. You just happen to be caught in the middle. We have Miss Eja Johnson with us this afternoon. And please tell us a little bit more about what you do currently, what you did, because I heard you retired or something like that. No. Goodness gracious. Um, so I have been in the industry in the real estate industry for a little over 18 years okay. now. Um, so my journey started back as a loan processor. So I, I've I've way back, right? Uh, so I started out my journey as a loan processor and then I became a loan officer and I did that for about three years, I guess. And then the industry, the market tanked. Remember 2008? Mm-hmm. Everybody remember that? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was so funny because, like, we had loans in the pipeline. And if that if it, they were not closing that day, I'll never forget. They just kind of like, bloop, gone. You're not closing. If it's supposed to close tomorrow, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. So um, go from, like, just really trying to figure out. I loved the real estate industry, right? Um, I bought my first home at 24. I was in the process of buying like two investment properties. I bought those at 27, I think. So really enjoyed the industry. And when I became a loan officer and a, and a, and a processor, um, just I think my personality, people really like just would cling to me. And so my clients would just always refer their friends and their family to me, but they would want me to do the entire process. Mm. Um, so I was like, well, can you find us a house too? And I was like, <laughs> uh, no, but so then it was kind of like that little voice that ding, 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 go get your loan, your real estate license. Um, and needed to do that to kind of supplement income as well, because the industry had just taken a turn for the worse. And um, so Fast forward, got my real estate license, and that was, I think, 2008, eight, nine, something like that. And I started working, and I'll never forget my um, broker at the time telling me, he looked me dead in my eyes, and he was like, you are going to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so it was on and popping from that point on. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I got my real estate license, and... I, I, you know, was a, an agent and just building my business over the years. And um, 2016, I became a broker and I opened up, I bought a Remax franchise. And um, so I did that for, I think, seven years. I had my franchise. Um, eight months after purchasing my Remax franchise, I ended up opening up a beauty bar. So I bought a beauty bar, which is next door to... Um, to that, to uh, my Remax. And so I uh, just was running, building two businesses um, at the same time, really three, mm-hmm. right? Because I still had my real estate business, mm-hmm. um, but I also um, had a brokerage now that I now have to do a pivot and pour into other agents and help them grow while I'm growing at the same, still growing at the same time. Um, and you know the other business, so yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a cool whirlwind for me. a multifaceted. Hold on, that's a woman. that's a lot. You can't just roll over. <laughs> I, I know you did eighteen minutes or eighteen years in three minutes, but we need to 
dial back. Hold on. Oh, we can so dial back. from loan processor mm-hmm. to loan officer mm-hmm. in that journey of time, was it you looking out like, hey, I, I want to grow in this industry? How did you get into that career? What did you do before that? So I was a school teacher before that. Ah. Yeah. So that was a, a real shift. Um when I got into the industry, it was so weird because I, like I said, I taught school and they just kind of told me they no longer needed my services one day. And I thought that was just like interesting because I, <laughs> you know, I was like disposable. And I'm like, wait, what? You don't just throw me away. Mm-hmm. Like you just made me the director of the department. But how dare you throw me away? Um, so I realized that I I was pushed into my destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so thankful for it. But um, I knew that that I didn't like that feeling. And I didn't want to go back down that road again. So once I got into the real estate industry, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so when the market kind of made a huge shift, I was like, okay, I have to pivot because I was like, I don't want to go back. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't. For me, I have a saying since I was a little girl: is the reverse button is broken. Okay. So there's no going back. For I me. like that. I like yeah, that. I don't. I don't do backwards. So it's okay how do I take this thing to the next level? Because I'm not going back there. There's mm. something for me here. And, um, you know, you just kind of start to to sit, sit with yourself, um, listen to that, that voice on the inside that's telling you to go and mm. you push past the fears and you go. And that's exactly what I did. No, that's exciting. So, you know, we encounter a lot of school teachers who ultimately become real, real estate, estate agents mm-hmm. and whatever, because not only the income, but also the access to freedom, the flexibility, not being stuck in a classroom or, you know, told you're not valuable, which right. in this country, we don't do teachers a good service at oh. all. Uh, but. You know, one of those skills that translates is the command of space and organization and all the things that serve teachers well. Um, It's interesting to hear your journey, though, because so many people never come from the loan side or, you know, you, you hear about it. Some realtors become loan officers, but you actually came from the other side. When you transitioned from a loan officer to a realtor, was there a little bit of hold of? Can you do that? Can you can you do can you, you can write up loans? You. And do yes, you can do as both. long as you disclose. You can do both. And I only did both for maybe about eight months. I didn't oh, gotcha. do both for a really long time. Um, I realized I really enjoy being out with people mm-hmm. um, versus just kind of behind the desk. So when it was. It was feasible for me to just do real estate. Like I said, it may have been about eight months to a year later. Um, That's all I focused on. And I really didn't do loans much anymore. But um, I can't really say I didn't because because, you know, the process, I was always kind of helping my clients underwriting their deal. Right. Exactly. Um, So it never really goes away. Um, And I tell people all the time, people always like, oh, my gosh, you have so many you know, different businesses. And I have more than just the ones that I just named. But, you know, they're like, you know, how does it feel to start over, you know, every time yeah. I, I get that question? And I'm like, I never start over. Yeah. Right. Um, I took what I learned from the mortgage industry and I was able to blend that with, you know, the real estate piece of it. And yeah. it just made me such a better agent. Mm-hmm. Right. Like my yeah. clients, they have all kind of names. I'm Olivia Pope. I'm Bill Gates. You know, <laughs> like they give you all these names. But it's it's because of the knowledge that you've gained along the way that you take and you apply it to what you have moving forward. 
Right. Because so the reverse no button is broken. It's broken. Button is Always broken. I like it. That. That's what we're going to call this episode. The reverse button is broken. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You stole awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> we're going to put that on the shirt, but we got to give you your credit. Yeah, you give right. me my credit. That's all you I know. ask. <laughs> but no, no, no. So I love that. So became an agent, mm-hmm. then graduated to a brokerage. How did you get into Remax? What made you buy a Remax? Oh, franchise? wow. So I'm one of those people that you go big or go home. Okay. Right. So that's just my mindset with anything that I do um, on life. Like knowing me, like I live such a big life. Um, it's it's wild. Um, I just, I thank God for the people that I have in my corner. One day I woke up, I was like, you know what? You're really not normal. So you have to thank the people that are just along the way. See, was that yes. one broker that told you a rock star, boy? Well, he, he blew he you up. up everybody. <laughs> he messed it up. He messed it up. Um, but no, I just, what was your question again? I'm sorry. So my question was, why did you buy a Remax friend? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, interesting enough, I remember, so I had a partner with that and he called and he was like, hey, you know, I have a question. want to you know, have a conversation with you about just open up a brokerage. And I was like, hmm, okay, whatever. So, so I again, I, I know I said I listen to my intuition a lot, mm-hmm. right? So I'm very intuitive, and so I had always at that mo- at that time was like, oh my gosh, like Remax is, you know, they were the criminal the, the time, knees, yeah. right? At the time, right? And so it was like, okay, well, that's that's what I I wanted to go to a Remax, right? I was at an independent, and I remember telling my girlfriend, I was like, next year we're going to a Remax, like we are, you know, so <laughs> we're the big dogs, so we going over here, and so. I remember just walking in my room later that day after he and I had that com- that brief conversation and Spirit said Remax. And I sat on my bed and I remember saying, Remax, like, really? And so the next thing that came up was if they can do it, you can do it. They can do it. You can do it better. Right. So that little voice, you know, that's just telling me that I, that I listen to. Right. Because I'm one of those people I believe in quieting down the chatter. Right. The fear, ch- the fear comes from the chatter. Right. Mm, that that I those like little that. all kind of yep. voices that you hear everybody else. And, you know, but when you can sit and truly um, hear your inner guidance. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a sense of peace that comes mm-hmm. with that voice. And um, every time the chatter would come up for me to say, well, I can't do that. That's, you know, that's a lot of money. That's a big thing. That's a big step. I've just been a real estate agent. Right. Um, then that that voice comes in. And it's like, no, you can do it. You can do this. And I was like, oh, OK, boom, I'm doing it. So had a meeting that Monday and I let him go through his whole little spiel. And I had already made up in my mind that this is what we were doing. And um, so he was like, you know, just whatever you want to do. And I said, OK, well, I have two things, you know, and I was like, one, we're going to do a Remax. And two, I'm the broker. So my split is much, much higher. And this is what it's going to be. So I had to do, I, I'm a negotiator. So. Hey, man. <laughs> that, that sounds like a good representative to me. Okay, so black women are killing it in just about everything that they we do. Are. That is true. Buying houses, yes. starting I mean, she businesses. bought her first house at 24. Yes. You bought your first house at 25. Obviously, black women buy houses it's in just droves. Yeah, what we, we do. do. It's what we do. It's just what we do. Black yeah. men, come on, man. We need to get our <laughs> shit I know, together. get it together. We I mean, rooting for y'all, though. Are. Are y'all really though? Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. Come on, let oh. it out. Let it out. What it, yeah, what's the problem? I, I definitely think that in general, mm-hmm. black women root for black men. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's been extremely systematic 
um, the separation of the black family Mm -hmm. to put you guys in a position where the only way that you can win is not being attached in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And it's sad, Mm -hmm. but you see it. You see it in droves. Right. Like you see the highlights, the praise come from the independents, not necessarily the interrelational part. You see that in music, you see that in culture, you see that in the rah-rah, right? So the reality of the situation is um, not that we're, we can't catch up, Mm -hmm. but we need to do some work as black men inside of ourselves to hold our own. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not (laughs) putting it on y'all like it's y'all's fault. What I'm saying is culture Mm -hmm. dictates that we're separate and success tends to lean towards y'all, right? If you look at um, the way that society makes room, black men are pariahs, Hmm. generally. We have to catch up and do our own, hold our own feet to the fire to improve because Uh, society ain't going to do it for us. Oh, you get it. You get it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) You get it. (laughs) We had a conversation. Let the conversation happen. I I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, black men need to do the work. Um, You... It, like we had to do the work, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, True. black women, we had to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and we had to do the work. That um, is true. I do believe that we come together a lot more now. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of black women and the unity and, and understanding collaboration over competition. We didn't used to be that way. But see, that's what black men need to do. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I yeah. just had a conversation with a friend the other day and I said, you know, I believe as a black woman, it is my job to. Pull up another woman that looks like me. Right? Sure. It's my job to pour into her. It's my job to mentor her. Um, because we had our things coming up, too. You know, like, I feel like, you know, black mothers, they raised their black daughters and they babied their black sons. That. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. Daddy was not in the home, so oh, there's all this sympathy. But as a as a woman, you have a baby, you got to raise that baby. So by any means necessary, no matter if he's in the house or not, you got to do this, 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 and that. Yeah. True. So it's like, but black men know, especially older black men, right? They know the the issues that we have culturally from the home. So I feel like it's y'all's job to say, hey, brother, you can cry. You can be vulnerable. It's okay, right, to have these conversations. We just need more tables like that. And I think we'll see the rise of the black man. You know, I I think the one thing that I agree with, I don't, I'm not going to pat mediocrity on the back. Right. Oh, I'm you talk about the Evan and K. Yeah, Williams thing. I, I, I'm oh, I here with her on that one. You know, like I love me a black man. So you got to catch uh, Aisha up. She has. Yeah, I she, didn't. I mean, I've seen the headlines, but I didn't go down the wormhole. Oh, I didn't really go down the wormhole. I saw what she said. I mean, I saw the original comment that yeah. she conversation that her and Ayala had, and then I saw her response to it. I didn't bother to read all the comments because okay. I already knew it was going to be a bunch of BS, yes. right? Yes. Um, just because we don't do comments. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't do them. So, anywho, because everybody has an opinion, True. right? Um, and so, when she made the comment that if he owned the bus, that yes, she would date a bus driver, right? If he owned Ayala the bus, asked her, yeah. "Would you would you date a man who drove a bus?" And she said, "If he owned the, the bus." bus. Oh, okay, and everybody had a problem. Every, with that. Yeah, it right. said it's talking down to working class people, and, uh, and I didn't okay. see that. I didn't see it that way at yeah. all. Like I completely understood what she was saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't. 
we always want to, we have an opinion about everything and we want to try to tell someone else what they should be doing with their life. And one advice that I love to give people is look at your life through your lens only. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you can't, I don't know what your lens looks yep. like for me anyway. Mm-hmm. That's right? true. Mm-hmm. So when we learn to embrace and walk in our own essence and be okay with whatever that is, right? Then I think that's how we all will start to move forward because it's always like, okay, well, what is so-and-so going to think? Or what is what are people going to say I could care less? Because I have no idea what someone else's lens of me looks like. Yeah. I only know what my lens looks like. So, and it's an amazing, beautiful, it fabulous is. lens. It, I it, it is. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. No. It is quite I, fabulous. I love it. I, I will say this. I am extremely proud um, of black women in general. Uh, specifically, of course, not only you two in this room, but the black women in our, in our family and you know friends or whatever. Um, and I definitely am encouraged and encouraging mm-hmm. of black men to pick it up for us. And actually, I've been talking about having an event for a long time called Black Men Buy Houses, yep. where we specifically mm-hmm. talk about that. Because I have these conversations with black men all the time, right. where it's literally like, we're always in a state of trying to get our shit together. Like, yeah. we ain't never, it's like, yeah, man, I'm about some to people, start, about to some start. Some people got it together. Very some few. people do, very, very few. few. Okay. But there, and very there few there single black men to be have, Okay. That, right? Yeah. Like, and I feel like if, like I said, I'm always into my intuition and, and what the desire of your heart is, right? And if that's a desire that you have, that's something that God has placed within you that you need to do, yeah, right? Um, because there is, I mean, I have two black black kings, yeah. amazing, you know, young men. And I tell my sons that all the time, I'm like, hey, you got to buy a house. You need to know how to take care of you yeah. before you go and be with another with a woman right yeah. and so he's tw- he's 27 and that's where we are now in life and he he gets it he's like yeah i want a woman and i'm like son you have <laughs> exactly. to right exactly and i'm like but you have to know how to take care of you because women naturally we are natural nurturers yeah. right we are naturally going to take the bull by the horns and make it do what it has to do yeah. right and so i tell my son i said son if you don't know how to take care of you and that woman she's naturally going to sun you just by our nature we're going to sun you you will become another child we will love you that's what i was doing yeah that is what you were doing (laughs) not to me so no not to you previous relationship not to you just yeah yeah. but it's it's natural right we are not trying to do it on, you know, to make you feel low or anything, but especially when there are children involved, right? Mm. Like my children are, we ain't drowning. Yeah. I'm going to do by any means necessary when it comes down to them. Mm-hmm. So if I have to put all y'all on my back, then it's just what it is. Yeah. But again, like I said, she'll naturally sun you and then your self-esteem will drop. But when a man walks in the room and he know how to be a man and hold it down and pay pay bills, you're not going to get that rah-rah from us. That feminine energy is going to that masculine energy that we yeah. have because we all have masculine feminine energy, right? Yeah. That masculine energy is going to fall all the way down because at the end of the day, we have a man that knows how to take care of himself and me and these kids and I'm good. You, now, yes, honey? It's very true. <laughs> and the reality of the situation is nobody's telling us how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think about myself. I didn't buy my first house till 30 and we were married, mm-hmm. right? I had to 
changed my mindset, of course, with the inspiration of my wife. Mm -hmm. But there's so many men. I was qualified for 10 years. Like I had a good job. I had decent credit. I could have figured it out. And Mm -hmm. I just I never thought I was ready. Nobody ever came and told me start. Yeah. Right. So black men are at the beginning line of the race. Right. And black women running ahead because but like you said, it's a mindset. It is. Yeah, yeah. We're waiting on somebody to tell us to start running. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, not. Hey, and black not. men out there, <laughs> start, start running. Start running. Start we running. give you permission to start running. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> there we go. That was a whole deviation. That okay. Was a whole... We love it. So but back to Remax and the. I mean, I love the confidence. I I love the fact that you listened to that inner self, like Napoleon Hill says, that other you, yeah. and took those next steps. Okay, so you bought a Remax, mm-hmm. and then you had a beauty bar. Yeah, eight months later. All right, and so give show. us oh, wow. give us that. How did you get the to the beauty the bar game? Jesus Christ! <laughs> what happened with the beauty? Like, what? How did you? Even get into it. So yeah. I love all things beauty, right? And so I'm one of those people that I I say I manifest. Like if I say something, it's it's gonna happen. So maybe about four years before that, I had told my girlfriend she was a hairstylist, and I was like, you know what, we should open up a beauty shop, and you know, you can work. I'll just own it. I'll decorate it. I'll, you know, I have all the ideas. You can work for me. No, well, no, that's no. totally me. I mean, I'm just, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I. I create things so I don't, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> that's your thing that's that's that your is my gift. thing it, it, that's it is, your gift it's truly my gift yeah. and working for me um it's a i'm gonna say it's a blessing because the people that do work for me i elevate them i'm not yeah. one of those work for me and i'm gonna keep my foot on your neck no like we all can win yeah everybody that works for me and has thoroughly enjoyed working for me mm-hmm. um i love the fact that my team always says i i hear your voice like i hear your voice like it's god i'm like okay <laughs> you know but i'm like that's great hear my voice until you can hear your own yeah. right because mm-hmm. my voice is always going to be a voice of inspiration right so um but yeah so it happened i i said it and then we didn't do it and so again it just kind of all played out to where um, the young lady wanted to sell the business and she wanted me to sell it for her. So I was like, huh, well, let's see the numbers. So, you know, let me let me look at it. Long story short, um, you know, Spirit was like, you do it. You buy it. Buy that. Mm. Yeah. And so I listened to that inner voice and I bought it. And we're eight years, I think almost eight years in now. So wow. we're still going strong. So awesome. cash, finance, owner finance. What oh, on, on purchasing? Oh the my gosh! So y'all, let me tell you, I have been in this industry for uh, well as an entrepreneur for so long, and I have always bought every last one of my businesses straight uh, out. Straight out. Really? I, I'm just now you don't like leverage. I love leverage, what? but they were not. They don't. Lever- they weren't leveraging money to black women. Come on now. That's they just, I look. That's real. <laughs> okay. Let's that's not real. even. I okay. mean, so trust you me, sitting I, on cash like that. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. Look. Don't count her pockets. Right. Don't, don't, don't put my don't, business don't 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 count pockets. Look, I am, don't put my business I mean, she did street. say she she buys it all outright. Look, so, man, yeah. hey, you I get to count I, and calculate. I, I, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't mad at cash is cash. Yeah. Cash is cash. And so, but the beautiful part now that you know, so many things have changed in, in the world, right? It's it's getting better, I think, in some sense. Um, but now I'm I've been able to gain capital for um, my future endeavors because I have, you know, a couple of other businesses that I'm actually opening up 
this year. Um, so I, you know, was able to just use other people's money for that. But when I bought my Remax and I bought the beauty bar, they weren't giving, they, it was hard for us to get a loan. Yeah. So yeah. what kept you from throwing your cash away in the lifestyle? You start making money, you start, you know, living yeah. well, you out to dinner, you buy a nice car, you know, whatever. What kept you question. from all of that? <laughs> it's so funny because everyone's like, how did you do that? Like, you just, like, I just popped up out of nowhere. And I was like, well, I have been working, yeah. you know, and I think when y'all were out of the club, you know, I mean, I was, <laughs> so just a little, I was I was previously married for 20 years. And so I'm like, well, while y'all was out in the club, I was at home raising the baby, you know, and, you know. Look, our marriage don't <laughs> Fail, even then. You, I, I did not know if you were married or not married or oh, had been I'm married. I'm happily single. 20, 20 years. <laughs> Jeez. That's a lot of savings. That's a lot of... That's Listen, a lot of what? if we <laughs> divorced tomorrow, you would be rich and I would be poor. No. I'm telling you. Yeah, you Let would. me tell you why. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm telling you why. Because you're the power financially, right? Um, and you go to the person who's who's the strongest in that arena. That's why I'm never stupid enough to get a divorce because right. I know where the power lies, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so what that shows me lies. is you you had that brain to go, yeah. hey, all right, we're going to put this away from a rainy day. We're going to make sure this is good. We're going to make sure we're always taken care of. And it's just leaning to that strength. Yeah. So That's no. totally my strength because yeah. I'm not going back. Yeah. Right? The reverse the button, reverse button, the reverse button is broken. Right. So that's always my mindset. I love is that. Is moving forward. And what do I need to have and do in order to be able to move my life forward? Right. So, um, I, you know, trust me, I enjoy the lifestyle. I, I want a luxurious lifestyle. It's a desire of my heart. And I do live an amazing lifestyle. I do. Right. Because Instagram told me. <laughs> <laughs> it is fabulous. But at the same time, um, I do know how to buckle down when it's something that I want. Um, I know how to say, oh, hold on, let's stop here with that because I, I need to do this and this will set me up for my future. Yeah. I love it. Would you do I it again? It. Do what again? Marriage. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You see that. Do you see the value and the benefit and it's something that you desire in the future? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. I, look. I, <laughs> I'm... It's the face that I I'm honestly like. Honestly, think y'all are very like similar. Something in there, but I'm gonna let. We gonna leave that right there. It's very y interesting. I really think y'all are very similar because your reverse button is definitely broke. Uh, yeah, your it's reverse, off. I don't no think it ever. Been, it didn't come in the yeah. car. Like, right. Yeah, literally. No, it no, that's no. not reverse button. No. But that the face. I don't. I think. I, I see marriage, and this is this is another show. You weren't right? married for twenty years. Yeah. So, so I'm cool. To not, and I'm cool too. I say that all the time. If this didn't work out, I think I've gotten my feel yeah. of marriage. Like I, know, I think I've done yeah. it. Like exactly. okay, I've, been, I've done this and I've done that. Yeah. And I think when, I, can, I just want a life partner, right? And yes. I, I think like you know when you start putting labels and all this on, I, I want a life partner. I want someone to do life with. So that show me you done made your with, money. <laughs> <laughs> that show me you done made your money. Look. That's only something that people who made their money say. Like, look, it's a I'm telling, we, life partner. we talk about it all the time. We like, because she tells me all the time. She's like, well, if I die, what would happen? I said, listen. You can get married again. No, I wouldn't get married again. You don't again. want me to get married again, but you can get married again. If listen. I die, if 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 I died, I need you to find somebody to do all the things that I didn't yeah. do. Go get we her. We want you to get married. But like, that, that, yeah. I, it, it may be marriage, but it's a whole different level yeah, of marriage. Yeah, it's going to be different. And you would never get married again. Let me tell you why. 
oh, Lord. the type of man that you would have to marry to just keep up to where you are. It's hard to find that it now. It's hard to find. Right. Like okay. once you get Let to me, a certain place, it's too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go it's ahead. Go ahead. Yes. I'm out here in these streets. Okay. <laughs> no, go speak from the streets perspective. Let me, right, let me come the from streets. the streets. <laughs> it is. And especially if, ooh. Okay. Speak from we your want, heart. We, Let that inner voice it. talk. We're listening. If, if you, oh, okay. <laughs> she was really trying to, she was really trying to no, cry out about this message. y'all and me. Oh, um, but wait no, a it minute. It is definitely, uh, if, if you want a black man. I'm going to okay. say that. All right. It's, it's, I other races, um, they absolutely adore us. Mm-hmm. They want us. They, you know. But if you want a black man, it's difficult. Come on, Ebony K. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't be swimming in the milk, Ebony K. I mean, I, at this point, I'm kind of like, you know what? I might have to just take up one of y'all on the. Oh, okay. Y'all hear that? I, here's the this thing, is a multicultural though. podcast, so I just want to let yeah. y'all know she's available. Isn't she I, I beautiful? <laughs> she, but check her it's Instagram. It's a big wide the world, man. Is, I, the lifestyle is fabulous. The it's lifestyle fun. is a lifestyle. Fun. You got to be able to We're, keep up. You know, but at 45, like I met a totally different page on my yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. when you hit 40, life's different. You're like, I don't care what nobody think and how to say about me. I'm just going to live my life. And I yeah. think when you can authentically live out your full life, it, it changes. Yeah. So what age did you get married? Uh, 20s. I, you know, no. I've been to what, five years. So 20 something, 20 something. That's 20. If you were married 20 20, years, you've been divorced five years, you're 47. Okay. I'm 45. You're 45. Oh, yeah. I apologize. Did we talk about that on the podcast? She did. She said. Did she say that? 45? She did. On record? She did. Oh, I don't know. I don't know women do that. Don't be a nice Oh, baby, let me tell you. I am proudly. She said it multiple times. She said it multiple times. Oh, yeah. So you got married at like 22. So, yeah. So we had gotten together at 20. I was 22. We ended up getting married. Uh, something 25 or something like that but since very, so you built this entire thing in the in this relationship too you were working like that like grinding yeah all right man yeah. you look so you were holding down a <laughs> house holding down a relationship oh, yeah. I everything can it, i can make it i'm superwoman i can make it happen but i don't want to i'm i'm in my soft life now Come like i'm not life. trying to be superwoman yes. anymore um so but yeah no i i scream i'm 45 to the rooftop because okay. i absolutely love it well, yeah. it's working for this you. This is my miles. This is my year. This is my year of retirement and all that good stuff. So, was, so what you going to do at 50? Okay, yeah, because she, wait, <sighs> that's too far away. Retirement. Okay. So real give estate. Us, okay, real so estate, REMAX franchise. Real estate and retirement. Catch us up. Now. So, okay, so that happened. Then, so at 40, I remember telling my dad at 40, I was like, I'm going to, re- we're going to retire at 40. I'm turned 45, daddy. And my dad will be 70 this year. I said, okay, we're going to retire together. And he's like, okay. And so I had just been saying it. And so what retirement looked like for me is me being able to mind the businesses that pay me from anywhere in the world. Okay. I did not want to be stuck to one desk or one location. Gotcha. And so um, fast forward to the my birthday last year. Um, you know, God had been here and everything that I had, I said I wanted to do. And, um, the opportunity came for me to move to EXP. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was retirement, right? That was retirement from the real estate piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, which I haven't really like shown or houses in probably maybe a t- two years cause I have a team. Um, but what I wanted, 
um, when it came down to the real estate piece of it is I've been in leadership for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to elevate other agents, especially other agents that look like me. So I was like, okay, it's just time for a pivot. Mm -hmm. So retirement was my pivot from dealing with just buyers and sellers to elevating agents around the world how to deal with buyers and sellers and elevate their business. I'm truly an entrepreneur, right? I'm not, you know, just a real estate agent. So I'm an entrepreneur. So I wanted to teach other people in the industry to be real estate entrepreneurs, not just real estate agents. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the agents that I coach and I mentor, they actually own multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. So that's like where that true desire in my heart was coming from. Mm -hmm. And I love to travel. I travel the world. So I just wanted to make sure that I could mind the businesses that pay me from anywhere in the world. So um, that happened through through um, the sale of my Remax. I sold it and we need to normalize selling black businesses. There we go. I like that. I I love it. it I sold it. Bye. Um, Yes. So (laughs) sell these black businesses. But anywho, (laughs) um, so from there, it was just... So many titles in the episode. I know. We need to to write (laughs) some of these down. Sell black (laughs) businesses. Right. Write it down. Normalize selling black businesses. Yes. Um, So yes, I sold it. Moved over to EXP. Best decision ever. It was just kind of like that. You know, God will... There's a, a scripture that says God will give you the wants and the desires of your heart, right? And so I remember my grandmother telling me that when I was a little girl, and I've always just hung my hat on that. I'm like, okay, if it's a desire, not just a thought, right? I mean, you may think about stuff, and it's not really a desire. Mm-hmm. But when it's a desire, you go for your desires, mm-hmm. right? Like that is, those are the promptings of your soul. That's what you're meant to do when it's a desire. Mm-hmm. So when fear and the chatter starts to creep up, ask yourself, is this truly a desire or is this just a thought or a want that I have? But if it's a desire, then you go for it. You say yes and you go all in full throttle. I love it. So it sounds like retirement ain't quite retirement. It's not your normal. It's a pivot. It's right. But I love to say that I'm able to retire from that piece of from it. that piece yeah yeah yeah, yeah cuz i sure. feel like people like like us we don't we can't stop you can't just like okay well done with that and now yeah. i'm just going to stop right yeah. you you have more cre- god has more inside of you that needs to come out that we need in this for world. sure yeah. but it doesn't require me um i think working as hard as i did got it right yeah. um at this part of the life of my life it is really um community Mm -hmm. and teamwork, right? Mm -hmm. It's collaboration over competition. Mm -hmm. Um, My business has elevated um, so much further, faster, better, bigger, grander, bolder um, by having amazing people on my team. I've always seen myself as big business. I'll never forget the day that I um, opened my office and I stood in my office by myself and I said, I am big business. I am Coca-Cola. I love it. I am big business. And I've always said that. And I understand that you don't see the CEO of Coca-Cola on the floor. Right. Mm. But there is a CEO of Coca-Cola. That is true. Okay, And that's that's me. She is. I. (laughs) You know, it's funny. And you talked about you're an entrepreneur and, and transitioning. The one thing that I love that's missing from your story, you've never identified as a realtor. Oh, no. You said I was licensed. I got licensed and mm-hmm. that might be a vehicle, mm-hmm. but 
but you always identified as an entrepreneur. And I think that's a key, right? Because if people really want to build generational wealth and people really want to change their stars, Mm -hmm. it takes more than just a job. It takes more than just a title. It takes more than just you doing the bare minimum to get maybe a little bit more. You got to change your mindset. You got to be big business. You know what I mean? And that mindset led you to here, mm-hmm. right? So you know, I can go buy, I, I'm i not just a realtor. So yeah. yeah, I can buy a Remax franchise. I ain't just a realtor. Right. Sure, I can own a beauty bar. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not just a realtor. Right. Yeah, I can sell my business because I'm not tied to it. I'm not just a realtor. Right. And that mindset of not defining yourself by your temporary position, whether it's a teacher mm-hmm. or a processor or a loan officer or a realtor, right gave you that runway. Absolutely. And I have, I always say, like, I'm here to tell women to take the just off our back, right? Because mm-hmm. we came into this world with this, oh, you're just a mom. You're just this. I'm not just to anything, right? Um, I am a real estate entrepreneur. And I think that is one of the beautiful pieces, like moving to the new company to EXP. It it shows that, right? Like we have, you have to have multiple streams of income in order to be wealthy, right? Like you cannot be just one thing and say, I'm going to be wealthy. So, I mean, one of my affirmations is, and it's been that for years, I am wealthy. I will be wealthy. Like I am wealthy. Let me not even just say wealthy. Yeah. Like I am, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, but that doesn't just come from one avenue. So I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a real estate entrepreneur. If you want to just throw real people out, like, what do you do? I'm like, I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Well, what does that look like? That just means a bunch of work and you don't have enough time for me. And I'm like, no, that's not what that means. But okay. Yeah. Hold on. Who said that? Well, you don't know their names. No, no, no. I don't need to know their names. Their mindset tells me everything I need to know about what they say. That's true. I I would say that you now need to add inspirational speaker behind that. I think she already had the title. She came in and said, I speak to thousands of people. She claims it. But there was some conversation that happened before the camera There's so much that I do that it's kind of like, I don't really, yeah. I think she real clear. She... The bomb. Oh, yeah. Com, right? From that, from that <laughs> first. Com, uh, net, that, gov, <laughs> that TV. You got all the, all the, dot US, dot right. CA. Absolutely. That's CA. What's that one again? Canada. Uh, yes. There we go, because okay. I am global. There See? we go. See? All those, that? all that. Absolutely. Yeah, because I'm a global brand. So I love it. I love it. Okay. So now we got to get back to the regularly scheduled programming. Okay. <laughs> what are some of your favorite books? Ooh, um, The Alchemist All right. is one of my favorites. Um, when it comes down to business, uh, Traction ah, okay. is really kind of one of my favorites. If you, it is a good one. It's um, an interesting read, but if you really take that and break it down, you can truly build. You see how Coca-Cola and all of these major companies mm-hmm. are built and how they run. And so I run my business from that that perspective and so that's a good one for any entrepreneur out there traction is definitely an interesting read it's a it's a hard choke down Mm -hmm. but it's 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 a process i think it is one of those books you can't just it's not a book like the alchemist we can sit and just read the alchemist right Yeah, yeah Traction is an action book, right? It is a book that you read and you have to put action behind it. And I can tell you, so I do this thing called the three most important questions, right? And so it's, um, what do you want to experience in life? Um, How do you want to grow? And what are your contributions? 
And so knowing that, because when I write things like that down, those are the promptings of my soul, right? Like, what is it that I truly desire? Not just all the societal wants of, okay, well, yeah, I want a Ferrari. Like those, that's society, right? Um, but when you sit and you think, what it is that you, your true mark in this world? Mm -hmm. um, for me, traction, once I knew that, Traction was a, I was able to put that into place and really build out my business um, from the desires of my heart. So I don't feel like I work, right? Mm -hmm. So I can say I'm retired because that's really what it feels like for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny, my oldest sister calls, she's like, what you doing today? Nothing. I say, ooh, <laughs> it sounds like a little hate, but anyway, but no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so traction is, is a good one for building out a business. So a lot of people build uh, their lives and their dreams or they think that real estate helps them to fulfill dreams. And I think all of us on this podcast today have built our dreams on real estate. So how has real estate helped you to live the life of your design? Mm, I mean, the income, right? I mean, we know the income. There we go. Shout out the income. Right, exactly. We're <laughs> yes. not going, you know, sit here and act like we don't. Uh, like we nonprofits. Well. Right, exactly. We are a for-profit business. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But yes, the income um, has the, the connections, right? Let me say, let me go back. Income is great. But I think what the biggest thing is my network, mm. right? Um, that has truly been my net worth. I was just telling the agent today, she's like, I want to get in luxury. And I'm like, okay, great. But what does your network look like? Mm -hmm. Right? Because that's where a lot of that business is going to come from. Um, so I love the connections that I have been able to formulate throughout this real estate industry. I've met some amazing people. I've been on some of the top stages in the industry. And I've just, I've cultivated some great relationships. And so those things have led to that next progression in life. Awesome. No, I love it. What are the lessons that you learned? Yeah, we should have tailored these questions. That's what are the lessons that you've learned from your journey? Uh, not just in your 20-year marriage, in your season of soft life, mm -hmm. in your season of the work before the entrepreneurial, um, all these things. Give us three strong lessons that you've learned across the board. Um, so... Be quiet and listen, mm. right? Listen, listen to I, the inner, right? We pray, right? We talk to God all the time. We're always talking. But do we take time to sit and meditate and hear um, what it is that we're supposed to be doing? I think when we're younger, um, I the chatter, right? It was okay. Well, what is so and so think? Or you know, what are, what is they, what are they going to say? And when I um, understood the power of listening to my inner voice, um, that was truly a game changer, right? Yep. So I, I would tell young people, um, you know, to go within. Um, everything that you need is inside of you, mm. honestly. Hmm. So I love it. I feel like we could just talk to you for a much longer time than we have Aww. because you just, you're, you're so full of, wisdom you're so full of experience your years in the industry and then what you're doing and i'm just dying we gonna have to turn off the cameras to get to this part to hear <laughs> what's coming up next because oh. you have really just been an inspiration to watch oh, and get you. to know and so you know 
when we when the cameras turn off, you can tell me the secrets. We okay. don't have to tell everybody else. I don't, you know what? It's funny <laughs> because I don't. I love sharing that piece. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of my purpose in mm. life um, is to go out, live it, and come back and share it. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, because at the end of the day, like fear is a real feeling. Because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. all it is is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to be the idea that it's possible, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind sharing. I, I loved when agents are just um, and I mentor and coach other other women and really, you know, entrepreneurs or whatever. And I love when they're sitting across from me. I in my office, I have this really, really big mirror that's behind me. Right. And I was very intentional um, with that mirror. And so I put that mirror there because I wanted people to sit across from me, see the idea that is possible, but also be able to see themselves, mm-hmm. right? While That's we're powerful. having that conversation, yeah. right? Um, and I would always say that this seat is for anyone that wants to work, put in the work to, to be here. And I would love for you to be in this seat, you know? I love it. You got all the good, like, uh, know, right? she got little the nuggets. good little uh, powerisms <laughs> or whatever. You know how you go in the office and they had a little poster yes. board. Oh. Yes. You got all the good things. You yeah. hit them with, man, you hit them with the good stuff. Oh, good, Kevin good. likes it. Look I do. I love I it. Do. <laughs> You talk about mindset a lot. So I teach mindset once a month. Um, I do a, a Zoom thing where I teach mindset. I absolutely love it because it is so important. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what helps us get to the next level yes. is our mindset. Yep. Right. What what do you think? Period. <laughs> the crazy part about it is the biggest thing that people don't recognize is there are no rules. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's no rules in life. So yeah. we live in these caste systems yes. in our brain. Mm-hmm. And it's really the matrix. It's not real, right? right? It's right. just our own construct. So once you get a little bit of a peek outside yeah. of that and go, hold on, hold on. I can do this. Yeah. I can't. It just opens yeah. up the world. And, you know, she's been a big advocate in changing my mindset yeah. because that was the hardest part for mm-hmm. me was once you change your mind about everything. Yeah. The world opens up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I know the sure. power. Of it. Like we like, live in these boxes. Yeah. We put in, in mm-hmm. There are self-contained boxes. Yep. And I think for me, like when I learned the power of the subconscious, yep. when I learned about the subconscious mind and that I could reprogram that yep. thing. Oh, it was a game changer. And it was on and popping from that point. <laughs> it's like somebody. What it is. You're in a cage mm-hmm. and there's a lock on the cage. Yeah. But the lock is open. Okay. Yeah. So once you recognize you could stick your hand out that cage and mm-hmm. pull that lock off oh, and yeah. walk out, yeah. the word I beat it's over. It was yes. like game over. Yes. And you recognize that so early that yeah. you were able to like yeah. change the game. But you that know was I mean? just because I had my mom is amazing. Like when I was 18, um, she told me, she said, write down your goals. And I, you know, our parents, they tell us a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really listen to everything that she told me, but I did listen to that one thing. Mm. And so from the age of 18, I was able to see it. So people always ask, like, well, how did you buy into, like, the secret and, and manifesting and all of that? And I'm like, well, because I've, I've been actively doing it since I was 18 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. So when you start writing those things down and you're able to check all that stuff off mm-hmm. the list, then you do it again and you do it again. And you see the power. And it's like, well, shoot, yeah. it's game on, yeah. right? No. You know? <laughs> it's funny. This podcast, it was a conversation in 2018 that Aisha and I had, and she said, you know, 
we should start a podcast. And I'm the so I'm the the executor. She's the ideator. Mm -hmm. Right. So she'll come up with it. I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, let me get the wheels turning. So for us to be sitting here four years later, you know, interviewing you in a studio with lights and camera. This is that this that manifestation. Right. So it's a beautiful thing to see. And I mean, I'm just excited to see what's next for you. So tell the people where to find you and all the good jazz. Oh, where to find me. Um, So my website, you can go to ejajohnson.com. Just Google me. I'm everywhere. There we go. Um, You know, social media. Everything is Eja Johnson. Um, So I'm everywhere. There we go. Like Coke. (laughs) Eja. Like code. Like Coke. Like Coke. Oh, like Coke. She's everywhere. Like Coke. Like Coke. Got you it. can find Coca Cola in <laughs> everywhere. They don't have water. They got Coke. Coca Cola. Eat your Johnson. And I am Coca Cola. I'm big business. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I am so it. We are big business too. And we want you to follow the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. And of course, the Marriage and Real Estate Conference is coming. And you got to come to the conference. I love it. Got to have you come out to the conference. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we want your dreams to come true. And we want that to start here with us at the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. So please like and subscribe. Share with your friends these powerful messages uh, from inspirational people like Miss Eja Johnson. And, uh, you know, change your stars, man, because you can do it. So I'm Kevin. Aisha. And this is Miss Eja Johnson. So (laughs) we out.